Hello, it is November 6th, 2021, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Week nine, Scott. Week nine. We have passed the Halloween mark, and we are now into November. Sadly, some folks in our league, or any league for that matter, uh, can honestly say that they're not going to win a championship this year. That's kind of sad to say. At this point in the year, we're not even like uh, we're about three weeks from Thanksgiving. It sucks to say that, but honestly, you know, you you just have to be real with yourself and say, hey, this may this is just not my year. Uh, have, you, have you ever had a team? But, but first, how are you doing? How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great, sir. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we're getting into November football. And I mean, that's when you start. It starts really feeling like fall. And when it starts feeling like fall, that's when real football starts to be played. Mm-hmm. That's when shit really starts to matter. And I, I fucking love it. I love this time of year. And we're, we're getting into the nitty gritty. By now, you kind of know who your team is and who it isn't. And right. I mean, for you, like you said, there's teams that have to start facing realities because if you're in the bottom third right now, you got to go in a real run. And if you if you're in the bottom third, there's probably low chance of you making that type of run to go to a championship. So, yeah, uh, reality starts to set in for some people. So, yeah, I mean, if you are the worst in the first half of the season, like people think like, oh, OK, well, it's just halfway through. If I play the opposite of what I played in the first half in the second half, then I, you know, maybe I have a chance, but what are the odds of you playing the opposite of you in the first half? I mean, how are you going to make that switch? It, you need to really do some surgery on your team, really, you know, have a lobotomy uh, for your team and just kind of switch everything up, change everything that you're doing. If you want to have a chance at this year, uh, the chances just aren't there. So like I said, sometimes people have to face reality and say, listen, you know, like in our league, we play for draft positioning. If you're not playing for the playoffs, you're trying to put yourself in a good draft position, trying to beat those people and put them at the end. Also, we have this you know, nefarious rule of having to be a maid if you're in last place and the embarrassment and all that. That is a big thing going on right now. But um, just as well, if you're in 10th, if you're in 11th place, you're trying to fight for that that place just outside the playoffs. Uh, you know, try to get as close as you can so you can get a good pick next year. Uh, you know, not that that really matters. People at the top right now they didn't make playoffs last year, so uh, or they did make the playoffs last year. So, you know, it is what it is. But have you ever had a team? I mean, when's the last time you had a team where you're just like, this fucking sucks, man. I this is not my year. Yeah, I mean, it happens. It happens to everybody every once in a while. Sometimes, you think, you know, you put down some bets and uh, they don't work out. It, it just it just happens. I mean, you can look at some of the teams at the bottom of the barrel that we're looking at right now that, you know, they made they made some uh, risky bets with their top draft picks and they didn't work out. Or they, they went position heavy on something like running back, which I know to someone that's not in our league might sound like a uh, beneficial thing to do. But if you're in a real league and a man's league and not, you know, some training wheel bitch league, you don't, you know, you go QB first. Uh, so it's just one of those things that uh, if you're not doing a team defense, one QB starting, uh, uh, you know, hold my hand while I cross the street kind of fucking de- the league, 
you, it, it's got to be QB driven because that's what the NFL is. And that's what we play because it, that's the only way to really fucking grow up and play fantasy football. So absolutely. I, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, and you know, not trying to just tote the, uh, toot the horn of our own league. Uh, but it, this is a gridiron fantasy football podcast and, um, we're better than everybody else. We are. We just are. We're better at fantasy football. We're better looking. Uh, it's just, it, it kind of comes with our league. Anyway, uh, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's go. Uh, what are you watching? Like we do every week, just, you know, take, take the pressure off the football. So what are you watching nowadays? Uh, still continuing succession. I know people have heard it's good. Um, I haven't done my homework on Dune yet. I just haven't had the time to sit, uh, sit and watch it. Uh, I did watch all of the, uh, Star Wars visions, uh, cartoons. So they came out with some anime, uh, Star Wars cartoons a few weeks ago. And it's like eight different shorts. Uh, you know, some of them are little kitty. Some of them are more like samurai style. Like, there's some really cool animation in there, and it's just cool to see uh, Star Wars in a different light, um, made you know by different uh, different people's imaginations and creations and stuff. So uh, there, that was a cool, cool little uh, series of shorts for sure. I like that Absolutely, one. yeah, that's 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 awesome. I, I really need to dive into that. Things have been crazy, as you can tell. We're doing this on a Saturday, and we didn't have time to do it on Thursday or Friday. You started a new job. There's all kinds of things going on right now, uh, but I need to dedicate some time to. Uh, get into watching some stuff because there is so much going on right now. I, I, I need to see Eternals. Eternals just came out. Uh, I haven't seen that. Um, uh, the uh, Hawkeye is coming out pretty soon. Oh, yeah. So that looks Disney really Plus. good. That's, yeah. that's going to come out. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. They came uh, out with a uh, trailer for the Book of Boga. Uh, the book of Boba Fett, a book of Boba. Oh yeah. Book so, of Boba. There's a new, there's a new trailer that came out. Uh, right. looked, looked pretty sweet. And I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that. That's, uh, that's what Favreau has been working on. Basically anything John Favreau touches, uh, is essentially gold right now. Yeah. And that's why a lot of some of the Marvel stuff has kind of dropped off is because he, uh, changed his direction. Uh, he's not involved in Marvel, uh, anymore since, uh, end game. So now he's, his full focus is on, Unfortunately, they were going to give him full director, uh, like kind of creative director uh, ownership over all Star Wars productions and Disney, but they left Kathleen Kennedy in charge for, I don't know, money. I don't know. I, I don't know. She doesn't really fucking do much yeah. to me, but like it's really all him. And if, wherever he's going is where the projects are fucking amazing right now. So watch him, what he touches, and you're good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, and so, you know, anything Star Wars, anything Marvel right now, it's that time of season and it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I did go see that movie that we talked about last week, which was pretty good. Uh, you know, last night in Soho and it was pretty good. Uh, just to get warmed up for Halloween and try to get, you know, something, something going. Yeah. Uh, I the, uh, it like the writer director has a lot of really cool films. He did baby driver. He did, uh, there's another good one too. I can't remember the name of, but he, he writes and directs his own movies. So they all have a very nice specific kind of style to them. Yeah. The young male lead. That's all the actors in this are very unique and very, uh, mm. is it, they're, they're just, they're really good. I, I do recommend, uh, you go see it if you have a chance. Uh, but yeah, you know, I just trying to fit some, some stuff in when we can. Unfortunately, the Astros lost. Uh, you know, and while that is very disappointing, it's like a weight lift off my shoulders. Like when baseball is done at the end of the season, I know it's so sad. And so, you know, I was depressed for a couple of days, but it's like, I kind of can open up my nights. You know, I don't have to commit it to the Astros. Uh, I don't have to commit it to playoff baseball and I can just kind of 
uh, committed to doing other things and maybe get to sleep on time some certain nights. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, and, and maybe even commit some time to, to football a little bit more. Uh, back into football, switching gears. Uh, let's, you know, switch into fourth gear here. Uh, the trade deadline is kind of a dud. Did you think it was a dud? A little bit. I mean, I feel like there was a lot more talk about players moving and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was the biggest thing in Von Miller going to the Rams, which I think is a huge trade because I already considered the Rams one of the best de- uh, defenses in in the league. And then they add Von Miller, a you know, perennial Pro Bowl pass rusher. And to me, like a lot of teams are like, oh, like, OK, like you know, the other year when Steelers went and got Minka Fitzpatrick. That is great. That's yep. fine. And dandy. He's a good player. But a defensive back without a pass rush is dead in the water. So adding a pass rush, you can make a six-round defensive back you took uh, in the draft look fucking great. Because if the quarterback's under stress and he's running for his life and just chucks it up all to a – you know, they'll they'll fucking snag it. They're going to be good enough athletes to snag it. So – and they have great uh, defensive backs with Jalen Ramsey and other guys out there anyway. So I think that's going to be – I mean – I see they already beat the Bucks without Von Miller in there. I mean, you imagine them trying to double Aaron Rod, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald and then Von Miller coming around the edge and just destroying Brady. Like, I, I don't see anybody stopping them right now. The only thing they probably stop them right now is themselves or injury. And I totally agree. I, I think that the Rams were the best defense in the league prior to this trade. Uh, they have so many stars and, and just the way they play ball, that, you know, they're so exciting to watch. Um, but Von Miller himself, okay, so a little comparison here. Would you say, injuries aside, J.J. Watt or Von Miller? Von Miller, is it? Really? John, Von Miller still has more athleticism. He's got a, he's got a faster 40. And he's got more under his uh, arsenal as far as pass rush, whereas J.J. Watt can hold the edge and he can bull rush. That's about it. And he can beat his one on one. If you put two on him, he's done. But he, I, th- I think there's he's Von Miller is much more of a complete athlete. And then he's not as JJ like he's got like I mean, how many seasons does he have had a season ending injury? Like right. I think he's he's played for like that, 15 that's why I said injuries and aside. Like, I am, like come on, yeah, like, Inj- because but, you know it, it it did not bring me any pleasure. I like JJ. Why I think he's a great no, guy. I think he's whatever. It didn't bring me any pleasure as a Texas fan to see him out for the season, but it did kind of make me be like, "Yep, that's what we've seen." Uh, you know, if, you knew what you were getting, Cardinals. If you watch, like I used to follow JJ's uh, social media and stuff, and he posts his workouts and stuff, and everything he did was like high impact, super heavyweight, max out on squat, and I'm just like, dude, you literally just got injured last year for the whole year and you're here doing like the most uh, like uh, hard pressing workouts on your body as you can. Whereas you're going to go play football afterwards, which is nothing. It's not, you're not fucking galloping through a field. So like you got to take it easy on your fucking body. And every year he's like, Oh, I got hurt for the whole year. Might as well do this super hard, high impact workout on it. And it's like, you yeah. just don't fucking learn, man. Like, come it's on. always a season ender, too. It's a something. Yeah, written. always, always. Yeah, it's yeah. never like I'll be back in a week. No, no, no. He's done for the fucking year. Right. It's like you, he does. He doesn't take care of his recovery. I feel like because every time I see him work out, I'm like, you, you maxing out on squat like every day because it's not necessary. There's other fucking workouts, man. Right. Like. Well, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, other trades at the deadline. Uh, you didn't 
see that much. It wasn't. Well, we saw the other thing they were talking about was Odell Beckham Jr. being traded, which they ended up just releasing him. And I'm wondering if maybe they didn't get what they wanted for him. No, or you, you know exactly. I mean, the big thing about all of this, the Odell Beckham situation was uh, finances. So people like the Saints, because I know the Saints were talking to him. People like the Saints probably like they come to the Browns. They go, yeah, we'll take Odell Beckham. We'll give you a seventh round pick. Uh, but you got to pay him for the rest of the year. And the Browns are like, no, because this is expensive as hell for the rest of the year. It's like $7 million to finish out the year. And from what we've seen for Odell, Odell Beckham, it's not really, you're not really buying much. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like if you go back and look at Odell Beckham Jr.'s tape, um, like everything they try to throw to him is like a quick slant to the inside or something. Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't like that unless there's like a single high safety. If there's two high safeties and they try to give it to him, he's just going to have a linebacker come pop him on the inside and he's done. He's not going to catch that because he refuses to catch that because it's just a way to get, get your head knocked off. He he gets open. He gets behind the defense, but Baker can't throw it to him. Baker cannot make those throws. The couple times he's tried, it's been like embarrassing for Baker. So now he just doesn't do it because he, he's like running down the field. He had like Odell Beckham, he has to stop for the ball. And he's like, uh, and there it is. So, like, it's really a lot about the fact that Baker's a uh, little bitch when he comes to throwing the ball. Um, but, you know, I think if Odell went to a better team, like, you know, how, like, when we saw, we were talking about Antonio Brown going to the Bucks, that could make a huge difference for a team uh, that needs, like, one more piece. Uh, I think Trevor said in the, uh, in the group text, the Bills would have been a great landing spot for them because uh, th- this year, Stephon Davis isn't doing much because he's getting doubled by everybody like he should have been all along. And now he's having to rely on Cole Beasley or fucking, uh, uh, you know, hopefully Dawson Knox comes back or uh, Tommy Boy Sweeney. So it's, it, you know, they definitely need another premier catch uh, pass catcher because that's why everybody has trouble with the Bucks because you got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Godwin, fucking uh, 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 Gronkowski. Uh, you know, you got, you got a ton of guys over there that you got to cover. So it, make, it makes a big difference. I think he's going to go somewhere and make an impact. I think, and- I think he and hey, you might be right. I mean, that's why I, I uh, picked him up in our league to begin with was because I thought Odell Beckham is talented. I'm not going to deny that Odell Be- Beckham is talented. Um, it's been a while since he's been talented, okay? But he's been with one team. So this isn't like, a, like okay, he went here, he sucked. He went here, he sucked. He was with the Browns, and it was supposed to be a big deal, and he wasn't. And that's super disappointing because they – it felt like they were kind of tight knit, you know, Landry and Odell Beckham reunited again. They were from LSU and they were going to have this, but the Browns offensive scheme is like pound it. it I, they are very similar to the Titans and like pound it and get the ball over the middle. And for whatever reason, uh, Odell Beckham's not good at that. Like at all. He's like, well, a. you just said what he hates. You just said, get the ball over the middle. He right. does not want the ball over the middle. Exactly. He doesn't want to get dirty. He doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to make the possession. He wants catch. the one-on-one. Yeah, he wants the one-on-one bomb it. Oh, touch six, 80 yard touchdown. Boom. Yeah, that's all he wants. Go out of bounds. Uh, you know, at, let's let's hit the sideline. Go out of bounds. Yeah, maybe uh, a token, something like that. But Baker can't make those fucking throws. That's what I'm saying. He's not that kind of QB. Yeah, I mean, there are certain types of receivers that fit in certain types of situations. I personally think that uh, he would be a good Raiders fit, uh, and uh, and I think that it, it, as far as receiver needy teams um the raiders are pretty high up there and so on monday uh i would care to guess that the raiders are gonna say hey listen we need to switch stuff up a little bit uh that let's there's nothing like 
fixing a toxic situation by bringing in another toxic player. And that's just Raiders style, which we'll segue into that right now. Uh, but, but, you know, bringing in Odell Beckham might be something that, that uh, makes him have success. They're not giving up on the season. Uh, I know they've, they've struggled a bit lately. Um, let's talk about those Raiders. This is a good time to talk about those Raiders. Ruggs, Gruden, Arnett. Um, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with, uh, with the well, Arnett situation. Arnett uh, is one of their starting corners. Uh, he was on, I believe, TikTok the other day responding to a DM that he got. Uh, he was waving around two separate guns, a pistol and looked like an automatic weapon and um, saying that he would kill him, whoever it was. Um, yeah, it just seemed very on par for... It's not like... like It's not a crime. I, I, I mean, it is kind of a crime. It's He's exercising his freedom of speech. I guess. What is the person him in that made him want to... Do I this? don't... I, I didn't I really dig that either. deep into it. It was, but, you know, just one of those TMZ type things. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look good. Yeah, definitely but, not a good look. Yeah. Right. Uh, what do you think? I mean, is is this some kind of systematic thing with the Raiders, or is this just one of those? Because yeah. as a Raiders fan, you have to be absolutely horrified by what's happened last month. Yeah, I mean this this is something that I mean you if it was like maybe just the Arnett thing or maybe just the Rugs thing, but if you do the Rugs plus the Gruden plus the Arnett, I think it's clear that it's uh, definitely a. Uh, a failure from starting from the top of uh, talent acquisition at all, at all parts of not being not basically not giving a shit about uh, judging someone's character and just, and just thinking, Oh, well, this person's really talented. I don't, I don't care about uh, X, Y, and Z and everything that makes him who this, who he is as a person. If in, when you got to actually consider those things. And I mean, with Gruden, it was just being a racist piece of shit uh, with, Rugs, it's being irresponsible uh, piece of shit and getting someone killed. Uh, with Arnett, you know, it's like he's he's like trying to follow in their example almost. So it's uh, you know it's it's a lot of bad influence, and on top of all that, you're in Sin City. Like that's not going to fucking help you. So yeah. you're 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 setting yourself for, up for failure if you're bringing in people with low uh, low uh, morals and character into into Sin City. Like you. It, it's. I was it, going to say, do you think that has a lot to do with what's going on? Is I, the fact I, that this city is just, you know, one of those cities where, I mean, you look at, I mean, you don't see Kansas City players going off. I mean, I guess you do every once in a while, but do you think the nightlife for young players is just too much to handle? Yeah, I consider that every time. I consider that with LA teams. I consider that New York teams. I consider it with the Las Vegas now. Uh, yeah, Plasco Burris, I mean, going to jail is something that just comes off the top of the head. Uh, you know, going to going to jail for a little bit because he had a unlicensed weapon in the club. Uh, would that have happened in Houston? Obviously not, because you know Houston's pretty liberal with yeah, or, uh, yeah with the uh, with with weapons. But um, what really bugs me about that whole rug situation is that wait, 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 whoa, whoa! I don't know if things bug you or do they grind your gears? Oh. Okay. All right. I see. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's start grinding gears. Okay. All right. You know what really grinds my gears, Scott? What? The fucking fact that every NFL team will pay for your Uber. They pay for Ubers for every one of their players. That's like a thing that comes with their contract. I paid $140 
140 goddamn dollars to go back and forth from Houston this last weekend to a Halloween party. It's free for every NFL player to have an Uber. Look it up. Every team pays for every one of their players to have an Uber, no matter the city. And fucking Ruggs has to drive 156 drunk with a loaded weapon in his car. Like, you are a moron, Henry Ruggs. I have no sympathy for you, whatever. That grinds my fucking gears. Scott, what grinds your gears? You know what grinds my gears is the front office of the fucking Chicago Bears. How dare they not fire Matt Nagy on the goddamn spot after watching fucking Justin Fields tear San Francisco a new asshole and almost beat them last week while he's got his special teams head co- as the head coach, special t- coach as the head coach. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. How do you not see that immediately Justin Fields gets a goddamn Superman cape on his back if Matt Nagy isn't in the building, filling his head with the dumbest fucking football IQ I've ever fucking imagined. That piece of shit has a job. Are you kidding me? I'd fire him if he worked at fucking McDonald's. Get the fuck out of the building, Matt Nagy. Go home. And you know what? Clear out the whole fucking front office of the uh, Bears because it's willful incompetence letting him have a job. They all need to fucking go because they are killing Justin Fields' career, not only professionally, but physically, and that could uh, really affect him the rest of his life. Let that kid play ball. Ah. I hear you. You know what? You know what fucking grinds my gears? You know, I'm a coach of a soccer team. I'm a coach of a girls' soccer team. It's a pretty hefty schedule. Practices, games, whatever, getting all these girls together. I mean, you don't know what I deal with on the field. And fucking this morning, I had a mom say, my girl's not going to show up. It was like 30 minutes before the damn game. I get there. We go to the game. You know, it happens. We lose. It's you know, part of the process. She was a snack girl. It was her job to bring the goddamn snacks. I got like all these girls surrounded after me after the game, being like, snacks, snacks, looking at me with tears in their eyes. And I'm not even joking. The parents don't give a shit. They're all looking, sitting there on the field, you know, waiting for their girls to come off. I'm sitting there and they're all looking at me for some fruit snacks. They're looking for me for those little Gatorades. I don't have it. I made a goddamn schedule beginning of the season, said, Here's who needs to bring snacks on what day. That girl called in 30 minutes before she was supposed to be in the snacks. That fucking grinds my gears, Scott. Oh, that grinds my gears, too. That just pisses me off. You know what? Man, you know what else grinds my gears? Fucking I-45 trash. Have you driven on I-45 lately? I drove the day. It, It was like I was driving through a fucking landfill. It was ridiculous. Like, everybody just goes on there and just just fucking litters or leaves the back of their pickup truck open and there's I'm, I'm avoiding buckets and pipes and uh, fucking glass and I, I went, I've seen went through my yeah mattresses something took out my fucking windshield a couple of weeks ago I mean it it, it would have hit my side I would have fucking lacerated glass all in my fucking face it's just fucking ridiculous how irresponsible people are with shit on the road and like just Leaving it, letting it fly out there like they don't give a fuck. It really, really grinds my gears. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay. You know what fucking grinds my gears? Local voting laws. Okay? So just the whole setup of local voting. So this last weekend we had uh, a vote for incorporation here in the Woodlands in in my home city. And it's totally different from every other vote that you have. And not only do you have to have your... Voter registration ID, ID, which I had, 
but you got to know what district you're in. You got to know all this different information. And it's just, they make it hard as shit to vote. And it, they, they, you know, change up everything on the ballot so you don't know what you're doing. Why can't voting for in midterms, voting in for the president, voting for anything, if you're voting, make it all the same, make it at the same location. I went to four different locations, finally got my vote in. And of course, uh, all everything I voted for lost. You know what? That fucking grinds my gears. It was, it was a rough time. God. Yeah, that grinds my gears too. You know what? I think I've got something that really grinds both of our gears. Aaron motherfucking Rodgers. Oh my God, fucking Aaron Rodgers. You want to start on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, first of all, Aaron Rodgers lied. Okay, he fucking lied. Whether people say, uh, well, he said he was immunized or immunized, uh, you know, it's not really the same. That's straight up lying. In a time where there's a global pandemic, and people are dying and all this sort of stuff's happening. And that's the biggest news story prior to the season is how we're going to deal with this and COVID vaccines and, you know, who's going to do it and who's not. He tried to avoid the media hailstorm or the pressure from everybody by saying, I'm immunized. He tried to go to the, the NFL front office and say, here's this kooky ass, uh, you know, scientific whatever which obviously they denied and said no you can get the vaccine or you cannot period uh and he just he lied not only did he lie to us because it doesn't really matter if he i mean it does matter if he lies to us because this is a guy that's this isn't kirk cousins okay we've had kirk cousins in the past he did his thing he got beat i mean his endorsements even though there were hospitals and stuff like that uh cut him out this is a guy that's like on our TV every day. I mean, I haven't gone a day in my life for the past six months without seeing goddamn Aaron Rodgers. I, it's, it's true. Whether it be on the computer, whether it be on my TV, whether it be, you know, on my phone, there he's everywhere. Okay. And this is the fucking guy who is not getting vaccinated. I mean, you have a responsibility to the entire country. If you are this kind of star, whether you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or whoever to get vaccinated. So not only that, but you are letting down your teammates, your fucking teammates. You are a Super Bowl contender. What do you think would happen when you got COVID? You're really letting, this is a huge game against, against the, uh, against the Chiefs this weekend. This is a huge game and you're really letting down your team Aaron Rodgers and to come on and do an interview and spout the bullshit that you spouted yesterday oh my god that really fucking grinds my gears what do you think scott i didn't hear the interview what he said oh he said all kinds of shit he said uh that uh it's a media hellstorm that's what he tried to avoid and it's not about politics he hates the left and the right he's right it's not about politics it's about getting fucking vaccinated it's about science it's about not putting your team at risk. And you could debate the science all you want about, uh, you know, this or that, and how you can still get COVID here or it's not really transmittable and all this sort of stuff. That's not what it is. Your employer made the rules. The NFL made the rules. Okay. And you decided that you didn't want to play by the rules. And so that's a problem. You lied about it. All right. Yeah. You fucking lied about it. And so he came out, he tried to uh, quote MLK by saying, if, there's a law that you feel is unjust, then you need to stand up against it. It's, this is not the same wow. as, as wow. yeah, it's it's not the same. Okay, you and MLK it's not are a, not the same. Yeah, uh, that, it, 
it was it was a bunch of bullshit. He he tried to uh to try to get people off his back. It's better you just say nothing and get get into a corner there and Rogers because uh you look like a moron. Yeah, that 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 really fucking grinds my gears, especially as a former fake doctor. That is just pisses me the fuck off because it's like, oh, oh, did you go to school for nearly a decade studying this specifically and have probably been working in this field for, you know, 10, 20 years or so and are head of expert in the world telling me that I need to be vaccinated for these reasons. And you're just going to say, no, fuck you. And instead of saying fuck you, you're even going to fucking lie to my face about that fucking shit while also saying fuck you. If I was any medical staff like around Aaron Rodgers need fucking needs anything, uh, it gets into a car wreck. I'd be like, take care of it yourself. fucking self. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Do I? I'm not a fucking medical expert. You're the fucking expert, aren't you? You fucking know everything. So why don't you fix your own broken leg? Why don't you fix your own fucking COVID situation? What kind of piece of shit like that after lying about that and thinking that this isn't a fucking problem would ever try to go to see a fucking doctor? I mean, that's why medical experts are in like nurses and doctors are fucking quitting because they don't want to deal with the fucking people that are like, oh, I didn't get the vaccine, but I'm here now that I have COVID. Motherfucker, then why are you here? If you basically aren't taking my, taking my advice, then get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. They're Coming not trying to, to trick you. They're not trying to trick you. They're <laughs> like, not trying. There is no nefarious uh, like, scheme to try to implant or, or do anything to you. It, 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 they are trying to save you. They are trying to end COVID-19. There's this two choices. Happening. Either this is smallpox and it goes away because our parents were smart enough to go get the vaccine and we don't have to get a smallpox smallpox vaccine anymore. Or it was a fucking booster shot every fucking year because it never goes away. And it's like a flu. So these are our fucking choices. Aaron Rodgers, a piece of shit about this. I mean, if I was fucking Devontae Adams and uh, the uh, the other one, uh, Lazard, that got COVID last week, I'd be wondering if I got it from him. Honestly, Lazard's unvaccinated. Oh, I thought I mean, Devontae Adams is, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Lazard's and unvaccinated. So, it, I don't know, because it's a lot of like, you know, if I was a guy that had come out saying I'm not vaccinated and I have to follow all these extra rules, but for, and fucking Rogers just lied about it like a little fucking bitch and he's not following these rules, that would piss me off royally because they have right. to walk around passing all this shit and I'd be like, oh, okay, fucking pretty boy over here, smirk face, cunt face over here, don't have to wear a fucking mask because he lied about it, but every fucking, everybody knows about it, but it's, oh, it's okay. Man, fuck that asshole. What right. a fucking piece of shit. That is not a team player whatsoever. And it just it gets me – what really gets me is, yes, this is bad. This is not good. Uh, you know, Kyrie Irving situation. Kyrie Irving came out and said, hey, I'm not taking the shot. This one I stand behind and blah, 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 which makes me respect – this is crazy to say. It makes me respect Kyrie Irving more than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers tried to hide it. So in the interview, if you go back to the interview where he was being interviewed about – being uh vac- or vaccinated he said he was immunized and but he respects those who didn't get it which is him he, him as well so he's trying to d- deflect and say yeah. i respect the people on my team who didn't get the shot which is also me uh which is what he's trying to say uh i i suggest you go back and look at the interview because in the interview uh on the pat mcafee show right when he starts talking about joe rogan because that's who he consulted with oh, for the vaccine stuff. Yeah, you a know, real medical expert. The Vectorman and the horse tranquilizer and all that shit. And all kinds of, you know, different uh, different techniques to try to, uh, you know, not get COVID, which he got. Uh, it, 
Pat Maxey's face, he just tries to hide this smirk. He tries to hide this, you know, whatever. Because you cannot come out seriously and say, uh, me and Joe Rogan have been talking about COVID-19. It's just, oh, God, I, I, I don't know. I, I, that just fucking grinds my gears. I, I'm sure it grinds Chase's gears. Um, you know, it's not important. Fantasy football is not important. We are, you know, people that take stock in the situation or have stock in the situation. Um, so I'm not going to say that, that fancy is that important above COVID-19, but it, we're playing fancy football and this is a fancy football podcast. So the person who has Aaron Rodgers, I've talked to him back and forth all week. I told him fucking, I, I would try to get a big package for Aaron Rodgers. This is a good chance to get a big package for Aaron Rodgers right now. See who wants him and try to get, you know, a quarterback. Before, and uh, before- I mean, I mean, he's not going to be suspended, but you never, you never know when this could pop up again. And I know you could say, well, it's you know three months here, three months there. I mean, you have no idea. Ten days. I mean, Aaron is probably not. He's probably going to test negative at some time in the next week. But what if he doesn't? What if he has a positive test on uh, Monday? What if his, he's still positive on Monday? If he's still positive on Monday, he's still got to be out another ten days. So uh, that's what happens when you're not vaccinated. So he misses another game. I mean, two games out of a 14-week season, we're looking at 12 13% of your uh, season there, bud, uh, for Aaron Rodgers, your, your first-round pick, so, or one of your first-round picks. I don't know. It, it, that's just something that would, would kind of bug me. You don't know. Uh, missing a week after not being injured, sitting on your couch, watching it from home, uh, you know, that will probably – it, it cost Chase a couple defensive players, trades he made this week, and uh, it might cost him a win as well. But anyway, let's get into these matchups. We're done gear grinding. Um, try to calm it down. Take it down a notch. All right. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down a notch. Uh, let me get these spreads up uh, real quick. But we're going to start with uh, Dad versus Notorious. Uh, go ahead and you start. And let me tell you what the what spreads is. I, I think it's a uh, seven and a half. Um, or Danny's on his birthday week uh, right now, so well, I we, know since we t- are doing we are doing the podcast a little late. Uh, Dad mm-hmm. already had a few players start and actually had pretty good pretty good day, but um, plus twenty two I mean, and a half. Um, plus what is it? Twenty two and a half. Twenty two and a half. For yeah. dad? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, but, but uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a great matchup either way. Was, uh, looking at dad's quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow versus Cleveland, Daniel Jones versus Las Vegas, decent matchups. Both of them have uh, high, uh, high ceilings, um, but Notorious has uh, Ryan Tannenhill and Lamar Jackson, which – with Ryan Tannehill now not having uh, uh, Derrick Henry behind him, he'll probably be throwing a little bit more. I think between him and Lamar Jackson probably having a big day versus Minnesota, I think they edge out Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones. The only thing helping dad is if Joe Burrow just goes nuts against Cleveland. Um, but they've been they've been trying to balance the ball out with Joe Mixon running really well lately. So I, I don't expect it an absurd day. I don't think that upside would be more on Lamar Jackson. So leaning notorious – then you go to the wide receivers for dad, Jalen Waddle, uh, Landry, and Rashad Bateman. Uh, 
man, that was just like a, a list of, of wide receivers there. <laughs> You're really not impressed there. Yeah. So especially compared to Notorious as wide receivers and A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, and Emmanuel Sanders, I expect any or all of them to have a great day compared in comparison. Now, Dad did have a good start with Liam Hines on Thursday night or his running back with 20 points versus his projected 10. Uh, but Carlos Hyde behind him on Jacksonville. I don't versus Buffalo. Uh, it's not going to have. Uh, it's not going to be his projection. I don't think. Versus Notorious, who has Joe Mixon and uh, Devontae Booker. Uh, Saquon's still not playing, and Joe Mixon not only is playing really well right now, but any touchdown he gets is a touchdown. Burrow doesn't, and so I think everything's leaning towards Notorious right now. Kyle Pitts has been decent, but like any rookie tight end, they never do as well as anybody wanted him to do this year, especially versus Mark Andrews. He's a nice stack and jack for Lamar Jackson on Notorious' side. Decent day for Mike Badgley and kicker, uh, but not good enough. As a Greg Leg will do what he needs to do versus Denver. And go looking at their defenses. They both look pretty good. I like their defenses. And Singleton, Littleton, um, Rap on uh, Dad's side. He's made some pickups, made some moves. Actually, his defense isn't as much of a deficit as it used to be. But Notorious' defense is really good. And Fred Warner, Snead, Patrick Hyde, and guys like that, they're all a big, bunch of big playmakers. I think 22 and a half is a lot of points for Dad, but it's not going to be, be enough. Notorious takes him down. I'm going to disagree. And 22 and a half is a lot of points. Right now, it's funny because I made this projection. I think Brad was down by 40-something points of projection. Uh, obviously, Naheem Hines had a great week. Uh, Badgley had a great week. That was a really good kicker pickup uh, by, by Brad. Uh, but th- th- he still only closed the gap to exactly 22 and a half. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you know, he's got a full defense going. I think the big key here this week is going to be Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Andrews. Can they connect? Can they take care of business at home against Minnesota? Uh, I, I believe that game to be a little bit more high scoring than the rest. And also Booker. Uh, you know, I've talked to Danny this week about, uh, the Booker situation because he does have um, Boston Scott as well. That Philadelphia D or Philadelphia backfield is going to be a nightmare for all Philadelphia backfield owners, whether it be Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, or even Miles Sanders when he comes back, because I think it's a week to week. It's going to be like, I, I think you might see some Kenneth Gainwell TDs this weekend. Uh, I think the safe spot is what he has right now, which is Booker um, at, without Saquon Booker's like a solid running back too. I think that's a, that's a really good pickup and a really good uh, spot there. Um, the, the Burrow versus Cleveland, uh, the Cincinnati Cleveland, that's always a good matchup. It's a rivalry. Uh, I think that could be a little bit more high scoring. So on Burrow's side, he could score some points, but also on Mixon's side, I think Mixon uh, can really clear that 15.44 uh, matchup there. I don't think it's even close. Antonio or uh, AJ Brown, you know, if, if he plays, uh, Robert Woods, if he plays, and I think they're both expected to play, that he just destroys him at receiver, destroys him at quarterback. Uh, the running backs are, you know, that much better. There's nothing on Brad's team that is better than Danny's team. Uh, I'm going to take Danny in the 22 and a half points. So, so I am going to disagree with you there. Oh, I, I took, I took Danny. Oh, you took I Danny. Took I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm taking Danny as well. Okay, yeah, so we agree yeah. on that. I just think, I think this is going to be just. A slot. I, th- I think dad's made a lot of good moves to improve his team. I just think Danny is like one of the top tier teams right now. It's just, it's just a bad matchup. Right. Um, what, what's funny is I traded him McKinney 
because he had COVID at the time. And uh, he's out of it. He's good to go. He's good to go for Sunday. Guys, that's what happens when you're vaccinated. And whether it be science or just the rules of the NFL, the, the NFL set out rules. And if you're vaccinated and you come in close contact or you test positive, all you need is two negative tests. And it looks like McKinney got those two negative tests from play on Sunday. He tricked me. He tricked me. Um, and so congratulations, Brad. I'm filling that spot for free. Okay. Next up, we have last man standing versus Camacho. This is an interesting one, but uh, who do you got? Yeah, this is pretty interesting because this is, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the owner of Aaron Rodgers, and he was just or, you know, dealing with the Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott injury issues last week. So this week he's starting Dak Prescott, which uh, is playing Denver. I kind of expect them to maybe kind of, you know, maybe not push him as much, or like, you know, not have 58 pass attempts or something like that in, like, in previous games. Um, but his other quarterback is Taysom Hill, who traded for thinking be the starter since he's making what like twenty million dollars a year or something stupid like that to sit on the bench. So because uh, Sean Payton decided to go with Trevor Trevor Simeon, so I still think Taysom Hill will get some work in there, maybe some red zone work. Hopefully his plays go well for Camacho, which is only help, hope to maybe and like kind of a touchdown dependent tight end basically. Uh, because going against last man standing, he's got Kyler Murray, who is a game time decision right now at San Francisco, who, which I personally believe means he will start. He will not finish the game though. Um, uh, he'll end up with a few points, hopefully a positive for last man standing. And he's also got Matt Ryan at New Orleans, who New Orleans defense is actually coming out, coming off a really hot game, beating uh, Tom Brady last week. I do think last man standing quarterbacks will edge out like Camacho's just because he's in a dire situation right now, which is rough because what we were just talking about, you know, a couple of weeks ago with Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers being the best quarterbacks, you know, best co- uh, quarterback combo in the league. So definitely rough situation for Camacho this week. Um, so starting off leading towards last man standing, going into the wide receiver, wide receivers, Camacho's got DJ Moore, T Higgins and Brandon Ayuk, all very fine wide receivers. Um, any one of them can, uh, can blow up. Um, but last man standing has got Devontae Adams and Christian Kirk, who I do expect pretty decent days from. We'll see what we'll get out of Jordan Love for Devontae Adams, uh, since we haven't really seen any real game time action for him. But fucking Kansas City's defense uh, can't stop anal leakage if they try, you know. So it's it, it really helped. it's really a good good matchup for him. Uh, you know, that's kind of a it's kind of a wash to me because I feel like Christian Kirk or Devontae Adams could. Maybe maybe leading Camacho there. I'll lean Camacho on that on the wide receivers there. His chance to really win the game is Cord Pat and Chase Edmonds. They can have huge days. That that could really save uh, Camacho. This is this is a very close matchup. What was the spread on this again? It's nine. Nine for Camacho. No, last man standing. Yeah, minus nine. So yeah, last man standing minus nine. Okay. Um, man, this is really close. Uh. I don't know if it's as close as you think. Can I say something? I think, I, I think because you know because Camacho has a lot of players that can really go that could blow up. Like if Kittle comes back and has a great week, Cord Patson we've seen have great weeks. Shea Edmonds had good weeks. Uh, T Higgins and DJ Moore have had good weeks. Brandon Ayuk is kind of due. Like he, I've heard to said his name all year. Um, their def- he's got. A, I like names on his defense: Aluakon, Parsons, uh, Bush, and James Jr. Um, I'm going to go with last man standing just by my gut. Um, but I think this is closer than you think. I feel like you're going to change your pick. 
Um, I, I feel like it's after I say this. Okay, so last week you saw this, and this is kind of becoming a theme. We're in the middle of the season that is as frustrating as it is for fantasy managers. Um, if there is something small, if there's a little tweak of the ankle or something with a hamstring or something hurting with their arm, um, people look at the big picture. And that's what Steve Kime, general manager of the uh, Arizona, has said with Kyler's ankle, saying we got to look at the big picture. Uh, Colt McCoy has to be owned in every single league. And so right now, Kyler Murray is scheduled to start, but I wouldn't be surprised Sunday uh, at him being a surprise scratch. Not a surprise scratch, just a scratch. Um, So... I think that that's something a last man standing should have taken care of by now, some kind of plan um, to go get McCoy. But I I think that the person you're playing this week has kind of secured that spot and isn't going to give him up. Uh, Yeah. On the other side, if Kyler doesn't play, then you've got Chase Edmonds, who's 9.94 looks a little low then because he's going to be leaned on a little bit more. Uh, Real quick. Let me go through a timeline of how this happened for Chase. Uh, COVID-19, uh, you know, Rogers gets diagnosed with COVID-19 chase decides he wants to go trade for Taysom Hill, uh, takes some defensive hits to go get Taysom Hill. And, uh, Taysom Hill is now announced as a backup and decides that it's not worth anything to go get, uh, Trevor Simeon, which is, you know, it is what it is. Chase has been through a lot. Looks like Scott Hedman's going to go through a lot. Who's getting hit harder? I believe in the end, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, it's going to be last man standing. Um, and while I think his team is better on paper uh, and more rounded, I think uh, Chase has taken a huge defensive hit. Now one of the better defensive uh, teams in the league. I like uh, Aluakon, Parsons, and Parsons and Bush are, are free agent rejects from other teams. I think Neil has dropped Parsons. Bush was dropped by Michael earlier in the season. Uh, and then he's trying to piece together other free agents, uh, Javon Holland. And while I, they're not terrible, they're people that have they're, been released. They're, they're talented players on good defenses right now. I think for Parsons, they've been moving around a lot. He's getting on, he's getting his head together with the defense. And for Bush, he's I think he's right now at a year since his ACL tear which for me, I really think it's a year to a year and a half till you're really recovered. And so right now he's trying to recover while playing. So I think right now he'll start getting back because that's, that's something that's been holding his holding back. He hasn't been fully recovered from that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but I mean, what he's tried to do is peace and they're not terrible. So they're talented players. Yeah. He's piecing together a defense after trading away some defenders, uh, but sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. I've tried to do it this week. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll review that in the, uh, Apple of our eyes segment, but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to take, uh, Camacho with that plus nine, just because I feel like last man yeah, standing. I don't uh, like that big picture talk from, uh, right. Shanahan. I'm hoping that just means they're not going to have any runs, like no, no planned runs for them kind of thing. <laughs> if that's the case, then why are you playing? Yeah. Right now? Uh, yeah. but they did it with Dak last week. It's totally disappointing on Halloween uh, for Dak not to come out and play, but yeah. uh, they, they happen. And you might see, you know, to the demise of some fancy managers, um, some of these big stars get rested. Yeah, in the middle if of the that season. happened, Camacho runs away with Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's go on to the next matchup. Uh, Disco Lemonade versus Eternal 
touchdown. Who you got? This is going to be one of, I think, the highest scoring matches uh, matchups of the week. Uh, Disco Lemonade with that stack and jack that you so rudely, uh, you know, talked down to last week. It's true. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, as I told you, that they will just two girls, one cup you every week mm. because Cooper Cup is not does not look like an intimidating wide receiver. And the Rams have a fantastic offense. Every play looks the same, moving parts, and you never know what it, uh, what's going to happen. And Van Jefferson and Robert Woods are really speedy, and the, and the safeties look uh, look at them a lot. And then all of a sudden, Cooper Cup's behind them for 200 yards. And it happens almost every single week. It's ridiculous. So even with Trevor Lawrence for Disco Lemonade playing Buffalo, which is a terrible matchup, I still think Stafford makes up for him. Internal touchdowns got Jimmy Garoppolo and Justin Herbert. Yeah. Is I mean, I think internal touchdowns should be able to take it. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing against Arizona, who lost JJ Watt last week, um, but still pretty good defense. Justin Herbert's playing at Philadelphia, which is on the road against a very good defense as well. With the four down linemen get the quarterback. I think it's about I think it'll be about a wash. It's Unless minus Justin, eighteen. Minus eighteen, by the way, it's spread. This could limit. Okay. Um, and then wide receivers, like uh, obviously Disco's got his Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, and Kadarius Tony. All pretty good wide, uh, all pretty good wide receivers. Disco eliminates. Uh, I mean, internal touchdowns got Keenan Allen, Mar- Marquise Brown, Jameson Crowder, who already played on Thursday night, who got, actually got uh, three points less than his projection uh, with six point three. Um, I'm going to lean towards Disco Lemonade there um, with Cooper Cup and Mike Williams and Kadarius Tony can have a decent game uh, uh, because they have uh, some injuries to their wide receivers on Giants. And then really comes in strong here is Disco's uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, that that guy has been pretty much their entire offense right now. And I, I don't see that stopping at all uh, anytime soon, especially against Atlanta, which they should just tear through all day. With Kenny Drake behind him, just needs to have a decent day to back up Kamara. Versus turtle touchdowns running backs who are Eli Mitchell and uh, Khalil Herbert. While Eli Mitchell did have a good game last week, he's a little hit or miss, and he's got a he's got a little cue. I don't expect that to be too bad. But Khalil Herbert on Monday night could have a good game, maybe, maybe not. Um, at Pittsburgh is not always best uh, defense, uh, best location to play against. I'm leaning everything towards Disco Lemonade. What what did you say the spread was again? Eighteen. 18, um, Darren Waller versus Dan Arnold, Jacksonville tight end. That's, I don't think that's fucking good for anybody. Darren Waller coming back. I expect him to finally start doing something. I like Disco's defense, uh, corner to safeties, the two corners and two safeties, huh? It's, it's ballsy, but okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Disco just cause he's streaking right now. Um, internal touchdowns, uh, piecing together a few wins are here or there, but tur- Disco is one of the stronger teams. Yeah, deals. Disco Lemonade's put it together a really weird defense, isn't it? It's just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah you just, say two like, corners and two safeties. It's three corners. Oh, okay. holy shit! But he, I, the, the, the corner got ten points. Right? No, I mean it's not terrible. You get eight tackles, yeah. pass defense, uh, pass deflection, but it's just it is odd. One linebacker, and on his bench, he's got uh, Quentin Williams, which he, he chose not to play. Levante David Brooks. I don't think the defense is that great. I don't like to play that kind of corners. I, I knew that Tavon Diggs is kind of like slow. They're down. all pretty good though. But yeah, you're right. They're all pretty good, but you could see some like weeks where they get blanked. You never want to see one of your 
defenders get blanked, but you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah. The hot hand fallacy is like one of those things where it's like, I'm thinking about Stafford and cup. Like when's this going to stop? When are they going to see, when's he going to stop hitting them for two touchdowns a game? It's it's the offensive scheme. Like he he's perfect for it because he's so he's so like un uh, un uh, uh, like unassuming or like un, he doesn't look dangerous. He, he runs is. immaculate routes. Immaculate. Yeah, he's a great route runner. Probably the best route runner in the NFL. Uh, if if I'd say, what's interesting on Neil's side is look at Julio Jones how how much he's fallen. Kadarius Tony is now starting. He chooses willingly to, to start Kadarius Tony over Julio Jones, which is kind of like, oof. Uh, that might change coming soon. Derrick Henry out now. I mean, maybe, but like, you know, I mean, obviously he's choosing to do that. And I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just like, wow, you know, you have Julio Jones on your team and you're choosing not to start him, uh, which is which is pretty bonkers. But um, yeah, I don't think this is really a matchup. And, and maybe it would have been a matchup if Eternal Touchdown had Russ and DK not on by and healthy. Uh, it kind of makes things a little bit more interesting. I just don't know. You know, the Herbert to Allen is an interesting combination, even though uh, Allen will be covered up by Slay most of the time. Uh, but the the San Francisco stack uh, with Mitchell and Garoppolo, like, I don't know how many weeks you're going to have both those guys score 10 to 15 points uh, at, at the same time. It's It's just not conducive to winning fantasy football in my opinion uh having a tight end like dan arnold i mean he's in the carousel right now dan arnold a while while he's a popular pickup around the league just because of the amount of volume he's getting because trevor lawrence does love to get the ball to tight ends uh he's like really fringe like a tight end two if we had a two tight end league he's like one of the better tight end twos but he's just not a not a good tight end one. Uh, just not not very good, to be honest. Um, you know, that combined with the fact that Neil is outplays projection with Kenny Moore getting uh, a little bit more points than projected, and every one of Clay's projected uh, players for for uh, Sunday is – or uh, for, I'm sorry, on Thursday scored less. I got to take uh, Disco Lemonade minus 18. I think it's kind of a blowout. It's probably already done. So – Moving on here, next matchup we have uh, Rumham versus Rutherford B. Hayes. What do you think? I think this is uh, really a lot closer than the projections give it. Uh, what's the what's the? Uh, oh, the the line? the spread at the beginning was uh, Rumham plus twelve and a half. So you can see where we are now. Huh. Wow, yeah, because uh, like we said, we're a little late. So Rumham had a quarterback and a running back already play very well on Thursday night. So yep. I'll start at the top, though. Rumham with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. Uh, there's just two quarterbacks that, like, I, th- I feel like when you watch them play football, it doesn't, you know, equate to that many wins. And it's, sometimes it's a little ugly and, you know, maybe it's not that many scoring drives. But they both have so much volume that they are – fucking fantasy point monsters for like where or for the value he got them at. I think they've been some of the best quarterbacks for value wise in the draft of the, this entire season uh, go, uh, going against Rutherford B. Hayes quarterbacks and Teddy Bridgewater and David Carr, which are not bad, but I expect Rumham to beat, uh, beat Rutherford B. Hayes quarterbacks uh, right off the bat there, especially with Carson Wentz started off at 31 points on Thursday night. 
And you go into Rumham's uh, wide receivers in B. Edwards, Brian Edwards. I had to open up the. I mean, that's the rugs replacement. Repl- that's the rugs replacement. Oh, that's the rugs replacement. Okay, yes. I was like, hmm. I mean, he's oh, he's okay. he was their wide receiver three. So Edwards, I liked Edwards. I mean, he's been on my okay, watch not, list. No, and he's he's had some points even when Ruggs was uh, was in action. So right, uh, not bad. Um, Good receiver. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Judy after that, which was still some points from uh, from Bridgewater and Rutherford B. Hayes and Nico Collins, which was a pickup to replace uh, somebody on buy earlier, which isn't a bad versus Miami because their defense has been reeling lately. Versus Rutherford B. Hayes uh, wide receivers and Amari Cooper, St- Stephon Diggs, and Hunter Renfro. Those. Could be Rutherford B. Hayes uh, saving grace this week, I think, really, is is wide receivers. Um, either they have a huge day or it's about even run Rumhams um, because Rumhams running backs and Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris are really, really strong. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league, especially now that Derrick Henry is unfortunately injured. But with his monster game on Thursday night uh, with 33 points and Najee Harris on Monday night as a good uh, as a nice Monday night hammer that obviously gets a ton of volume in the Steelers offense versus no slouches in Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey. But both of them are coming back from injury just uh, you know pretty recently. And Nick Chubb is at Cincinnati, which the defense has been pretty good. And Christian McCaffrey is versus New England, which. It's pretty good defense as well. And like I said, they're both coming, coming back from injury. Now, if they're both solid, you know, like, I mean, both the, the running backs were used to them being, and then Rutherford B. Hayes is, you know, squarely in this. But they both have to be spectacular because and Jonathan Taylor already uh, blew up on Thursday night and Najee is going to get a lot of volume versus Chicago. So going into the tight ends, Travis Kelsey is fantastic, but Uzuma has been streaking like crazy lately. So it's he's he's been playing well lately as well. Gay versus Prater and kickers. Uh, I think it's a wash. Defenses, I think Rutherford B. Hayes edges out uh, Rumham a little bit, but I don't think it's enough. Um, I'm going to take Rumham in this. I mean, and I took him before uh, his good start on Thursday and the pickup. So. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, after the performance that Winston Taylor put up, uh, it's hard not to pick Rumham plus one and a half. I mean, that's that's kind of obvious. So I'm taking that. But really, what? Uh, who's going to win this game? Which is interesting because uh, on both sides, this is tough. It's tough to see who's going to win because I can't believe I'm saying this, but I like Teddy Bridgewater going into the weekend at Dallas. I like him to score points. Uh, and, and I think that might be a, a game that's a little bit more high scoring than the rest. I mean, you look at Denver, they're kind of, I don't want to say, I mean, giving away Von Miller and bringing in Kenny Young and trying to make some transactions. Uh, they're, you know, making some moves to stay afloat, but also um, they know who they are and they know what they can do with, with the team they have. Um, there might be some some fireworks. There might be some, uh, Dallas could put up some points both on the ground and through the air. So, um, you know, that's that's something to watch. I, I like Bridgewater. I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr. By the way, I feel so sorry for Derek Carr through this whole Raiders situation. Him coming out and saying, you know, no one's going to love rugs right now, and so if somebody's going to do it, I'll do it. Uh, it really got to me. It's like, yeah, you're right, man. You know, even though everything he's going through. 
you being there, you being his quarterback and you being there for him. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, that being said, I, I think he has something to prove and I think he's going to air it out against the giants. Uh, somebody who has been a little susceptible to the air. Um, I think McCaffrey's points are a little inflated. I think they'll new England's not a good team to play a running back against. Um, and, or a quarterback for that matter. Trust me. I know. Um, and he's just coming back off injury. I still think you see some, uh, Chuba Hubbard. And so I would put him around 10, 11 points. Kelsey's still giving 15.71. Kelsey's been on a, uh, absolute fucking cold streak. I mean, it's just not been good. He's not putting up Kelsey numbers right now. Um, will he? Yeah, absolutely. He's 14.7, 13.9, 10, uh, are better numbers than most. So it's not like, uh, we've seen the end of Kelsey. I, I, this might be the week that he comes out, puts up some numbers, but, um, on the other side, Edwards, Judy Collins, you know, doesn't really compare to the Diggs, Renfro, uh, Cooper, but I like Harris and Taylor to put up obviously more points than Chubb and McCaffrey. So, um, you know, even this out, it, this is kind of a wash. Uh, the reason that I'm going to take Trevor is because, um, the, the fact that, you know, you got Cooper who's a little banged up, uh, McCaffrey's a little banged up Chubb on his first week back. I don't think these guys really explode after being away for a long time. And, and so I'm going to take Trevor to win this one and Trevor with the plus 12 and a half a little hypothetical, uh, right here. So you see that they're both missing a defender, right? And this is a super close yeah. matchup and a matchup that they both really need to win. Max definitely needs yeah. to win this game. Uh, he's right there on the fringe of the playoffs. Trevor going five and four could be pushed back to the fringe of the playoffs. They both really need to win this game. It's a very close matchup. Uh, looking at their bench, is there anything you do right now to go pick up a defender? Uh, you know, it's it's tough to say because, I mean, a lot of times these are the kind of times where I'm like, you know, the, you do need to actually, you know, use one of your moves or something and, and, and like – do something if it's, it's something you can wait, I guess, but you, you'd have to drop someone, you know, before the game start basically. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely would make a move. I would drop probably. Oh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, there's only really one He's choice been... for each team. There's one choice for each team. And I think they both plan on doing it uh, coming up. Uh, tomorrow. I mean, I bet on it. Uh, they're just both holding. I mean, it's a duel. It's in the middle Latavius of the street. Murray for, Latavius Murray is droppable. He has to. I don't know why he's shopping him for for and any moves right why, now. He is worth nothing. And, and why is Minshew ro- ro- rostered? Uh, I think Hertz uh, was said to have some ailments earlier in the week, but it uh, looks like he's uh, looks like he's full go. But and then, I, okay, then what did you say earlier? Calvin Ridley is just taking a personal leave of absence. Yeah, for three weeks. Um, you know, it, it looks like he he's first eligible to come back on the twelve or on in week twelve against Jacksonville. And I'm not. I mean, you don't know what people are going through. I know. Yeah, Mark, no, I'm not saying that anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying he's droppable basically right now. No, um, no, I try to trade for him. <laughs> Uh, I try to trade for him. I'll take three weeks to that receiver and take Calvin Ridley's uh, talent when he comes he back. He wasn't killing it before that, anyways. Uh, to me, that's droppable. Uh, to me, Minshew and uh, and Murray both drop before the game start. They should be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that even if Murray's healthy, uh, he's somebody you can put on the waiver wire because 
that they're still like that three headed backfield, uh, you know, for the, for the Ravens. So uh, yeah, I expect, I I think they're both just sitting there in the middle of the street, hand on the trigger, waiting for the other one to pull it up so they can fire. But uh, I'm I'm sure we'll see some moves probably around 10, 11 tomorrow, both these teams, but still taking Trevor to win, but let's move it on here. Uh, Darth Scott versus Fupa Slayer. This is always a big matchup every year. You guys talk a lot of shit to each other. Uh, and, and so this is always a big matchup. And it's especially big because it is game of the week. Um, losing this would be pretty fatal to Fupa uh, in, in his playoff chances. He's 3-5 and five now. Being 3-6 and six doesn't quite put him in made uh, last place territory, but it will really, really, really hurt him. The good news is, uh, oh, and by the way, the spread is uh, uh, minus nine. You're minus nine, which is pretty spot on, even after that Okariki or Okarike, uh performance that he had last night or on Thursday. Um, I, I think the good news for John, if John, if if I were to take John, would be Tyrod Taylor being back. Tyrod Taylor is super important to uh, this offense going forward, to John's team going forward. Um, and, I, and I think that that is a low projection, 18.48. If he throws two touchdowns, I think he uh, he can surpass that. I love Hill against Green Bay. Uh, we've seen it before. They're, uh, their number one Alexander, their number one corner is out. Um, and I'm sure in the first quarter, uh, uh, Mahomes going to have something to prove. And so the one person that you don't want, uh, on your side, cause you're going to be room for Mahomes, one person that you don't want him to throw to, I think they throw to him, um, Tyree Hill. So, um, on that end, Eckler looks fully healthy and ready to go. 19.2 is a little high, uh, but I'm sure he gets his, uh, like I said, I like Teddy Bridgewater going into the week. So, uh, Cortland Sutton. Um, is a good spot there. Uh, the, the thing that, the, you know, I'm going to get straight to the point. The reason that I'm not taking John, the reason I'm taking Darth Scott minus nine is because uh, that defense, man, he's done nothing to try to solve this defense. I think, uh, you know, he's got Davis. But besides Davis, this is pieced together. He's got a Frankenstein defense that he's put off the waiver wire, which is uh, not recommended at all. Uh, and, and that's just, that hurts you. And, um, on top of that, Mahomes has something to prove. Okay. So if we're going Mahomes versus Allen, I'm taking Mahomes this week. I think Mahomes drops a 40 or 50 on green Bay. I think that uh, green Bay just gets pummeled, uh, in this week where, where green Bay has been in the news for had negative media all over the place. Um, but yeah, no, on, on this side, yeah, what's always important. What's what you always want to see is having that Monday night hammer. Roethlisberger to Johnson is a Monday night hammer with Watt. Man, if you are down 20 points going into that matchup, I think you clear that spread to 29. Um, yeah, I'm going to take you. Garth Scott, I think you win this one. I think you win by more than nine. And I think Fupa might be in trouble and need to uh, need to scramble to to assure himself that not only does he not get uh, – that he tries to make playoffs, but also not getting last place. I mean, I think – I appreciate the uh, enthusiasm, but I think it's going to be a really tough matchup. I mean, he's got a lot of really juicy matchups with Jared Allen at Jacksonville, Teron Taylor coming back versus Miami, uh, Tyreek Hill versus Green Bay, uh, 
Cortland Sutton at Dallas, Jamal Agnew versus Buffalo. They'll be trying to catch back up. Austin uh, Eckler at Philadelphia is, isn't bad, but he'll get a lot of volume. Um, even uh, even uh, Damian Williams on Kansas City has been playing uh, playing pretty well lately. He's got a lot of players that uh, definitely be concerned about having lar- uh, really big days. Uh, meanwhile, I've got Mahomes versus Green Bay, whose defense has actually been playing really well, and I expect them to try to you know step it up since they, since uh, our Rodgers is out. Um, and having Big Ben on Monday night is nice, um, but Chicago's front sevens can be can really good after the quarterback. Debo Williams, um, he's been he's been really solid week in week out. I'm hoping he got a big game. Deontay Johnson, a nice stack of Jack to Ben, but uh, like I said, it's been he's been consistent, which has been good. Um, then I've uh, Harris is it Deontay Harris? Yeah, Deontay Harris. He's also been uh, pretty solid, even even with the quarterback switch up last week. Um, nothing crazy good, but he's been uh, he, he has been pretty good for me. Uh, it's I did have um, some running back issues with you know James Robinson getting hurt last week, but now uh, you know he's questionable this week. I might have to f- spell him with uh, Deionis, Deionis Johnson, which I'm really hoping I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just depends because he does have a really tough matchup against the Bills, which I don't expect him. Even if he plays, he might. He might not do great. So it's kind of one of those things that I might bench him anyways, just because the matchup isn't great. It's uh, it's come down to a, a few things. I need some guys to really step up because John's got uh, a lot of players that could, uh, that could blow up. I mean, between Allen Hill and Eckler, uh, any one of them could, could have a monster day. Sure. I need, uh, I think I need a real, a real big team effort for my defense and my wide receivers to, uh, to come through and get this win. And yeah, for Mahomes to just really start playing like Mahomes, so that would be that would be really uh, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I did take myself. I'm normally going to take myself, right. so yeah, I'm not really going to say, but yeah, I think, um, you, I think you definitely got this. All right, we'll, we'll move on to the last matchup here, which is Sex Raptor plus eight and a half against the Professor. Another interesting one. I mean, this is one where we have to play chess. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean. Uh, especially, uh, especially um, with Professor having to, you know, Tom Brady's on by is one of his main uh, main stars. Um, but sorry, on top uh, for the Sex Raptor, you got um, newly acquired Mac Jones and Sam Darnold's uh, playing against each other, which um, you know it's it's risky just because you know if the game itself, you know, if the game flow is slow or if, you know it's a low scoring game in general, it can be risky. But um, I both I think they both have a decent. Decent day, nothing crazy, but uh, uh, luckily for you, Mike White already played on Monday night and uh, had uh, left the game early because of injury. Um, only ended up with 10 points. And Kirk Cousins at Baltimore, while Kirk Cousins has had a pretty good season this, uh, thus far at Baltimore, is never a great matchup for anybody. Um, I do think he has to uh, try to keep pace with Lamar Jackson, so he does, regardless of how many turnovers he has, he will have to have a, lo- a lot of garbage time throwing. I'm going to lean towards uh, Professor there um, just because I'm scared of game flow for a uh, New England Carolina game. Then um, we're going into the uh, wide receivers. You have CeeDee Lamb, Chase Claypool, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, man, uh, I like CeeDee Lamb. Chase Claypool's been a lot more missed than hit, and Tyler Boyd, like I said, he just doesn't end up in the lineup very, very much anymore. T Higgins back. 
especially when you're going up against Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Jacoby, and Jacoby Myers. Uh, I mean, I don't give a fuck about Jacoby Myers, but the other two are great. So, I mean, they'll, they'll cover for anybody. And Jamar Chase, I mean, other than Cooper Cup, he's wide, you know, he's wide receiver one right now. So it's it's really tough going for you so far, Sex Raptor. Then going into the, to your running backs, Damian Harris and Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, I'm just nothing that's blowing up my skirt there, especially against Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook, which either one of them could have a great day, especially now that Aaron Rodgers out. Aaron Jones can have a lot more volume. So you're running into your tight ends, and yeah, you're going to beat them with Zach Ertz versus nobody. But that's the first time you've won a position battle so far. It's really not going well for you. Uh, Young Ho Koo's fun and all versus David Carlson. I'm sorry. You got Darius Leonard had a decent night on Thursday, but he has uh, uh, pretty good defense there. Kendricks, Wilson, Jones. Um, I do like your Patrick Queen, Joey Bosa, Buda Baker, but I just don't think it's going to be enough against Professor, who's definitely one of the better teams in this league. It's a good matchup, but I think he, he still edges the outer. I mean, hey, we'll, we'll see. It's, you know what? I, I took myself. I'm going to take myself uh, because I think I can manufacture this. I, I no, I I didn't take myself last week when I got blown out by Danny. I, I don't take myself all the time, um, but I like some of these matchups, particularly Tony Pollard. Uh, you know this this game, the Denver Dallas game, I believe is going to have some fireworks. Now I hope Lamb plays because if Lamb doesn't play, then we start to get into all these different moves that I got to make because I got to make sure Darnold's starting. Then I got to drop PJ Walker that I just, you know, it's, it's a whole mess. I got to make some transactions. Then I lose the ability to go out and get a DB. It's, I, I really need Lamb play. If Lamb doesn't play, I'm putting in a really, really bad position. Um, but, you know, I like, even though I hate the match, I hate the Carolina New England game. I don't think. That's got to be one of the lowest scoring games of the week, and it does not look good for my quarterbacks. Uh, you know, every time somebody scores there, and not only that, but I have a running back on, on playing. Ball. Oh god, <laughs> I know. So like that game's like twenty to seventeen. I'm like, ah, like damn it. Yeah. But uh, but I I you know they're good players. I I like having them on my team going forward, <laughs> but I just don't like this matchup. I I don't like the Carolina you know, whatever, hopefully Donald snaps out of this shit if he plays, because I really don't want to play PJ Walker, but if he, you know, if he gets in there, he gets in there, whatever. Um, but I like Pollard. So let me talk about the things I do like lamb Pollard score some points for me. Um, and I, and I think they will if, as long as lamb starts Ertz against nothing. I think I have it. Uh, you know, I, it's, <laughs> it's something I hope for. I hope for um, Mike white really did me some favors by, uh, by not scoring any points. Uh, you know, on defense, yeah, I mean, he's really fixed his defense. He's put together a good defense uh, since since earlier in the year. He's added Biard um, that, uh, you know, for almost for free for the Taysom Hill thing. Um, he added, uh, you know, Kendricks, Wilson, Jones since then. He's got some good linebackers. He's got a good team, uh, and it's, it's set up very well. Um, I just think I can piece together some things, beat some projections, maybe Boyd get a touchdown on the back end. Um, I know people have really, really underestimated Boyd for the past couple weeks. If I can do that, if I can make up, uh, you know, just a couple points, I think I can beat the eight and a half spread. Uh, it's a tough, tough pick. Even now it's a tough pick. Um, but, you know, the, I think the key here, the fulcrum 
It's going to be Lamb playing. Lamb plays. I think I can win this game. I think I can. Uh, I think I can beat the spread. So I'm going to take myself. But uh, yeah, we 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 really dug into these. Let's finish this strong. Give me uh, apple of your eye. You got somebody that you want to throw out there uh, that that may do well this week. Uh, well, I mean, I was going to say Elijah Moore. He already played on Wednesday, but I mean, he'd be a great pickup for next week because no matter who's playing quarterback, he just gets volume. He gets points. He's like he's been solid double digit points for the past three weeks. He was injured before that, but he's already passes by. And this week he was over 20 points. I mean, I think it's not sexy to pick up a, wide, a Jets wide receiver, but going after going through everybody's list, there's just a lot of people that have a wide receiver three that need to go, mm-hmm. especially Tyler Boyd. Right. I, I mean, I, I can I agree with that. I've tried to fix that situation. I think, and it's sad. I mean, after having, I think I had five wide receivers at one time. I think I had Crowder, Pittman, Woods. Claypool, Godwin, Lamb, or so it's some combination of that it's like ridiculous receivers. I had so much, and I traded them away for defense. I think I got Queen Baker Chen in that time, and uh, you know I had to bring in Boyd. So it is kind of sad right now that I'm looking at wide receiver three between uh, Tyler Boyd and Beckham. Um, but things happen. I had to go out and get somebody uh, when James got hurt. You know, I had to. I I, I have my dream defense. Like I've told people, if you told me prior to the draft or even whatever that in week nine, I would have Darius Leonard, Devin White, Patrick Queen, Baker, Chin, Antoine Winfield, which are like really honestly, if you look at my draft notes, the top three of each defensive position that I had, uh, maybe throw in Derwin James in there uh, a little bit. But if you, those are like literally my top three uh, ranked. DBs and Ds at the beginning of the year. Defense wins championships, baby. Let's go out and win some championships uh, with this defense. So, uh, who's yeah. Who's the apple of your eye? The apple of my eye, uh, I'm sorry, I got off track there. The apple of my yeah. eye is, uh, and I hate to say this, and I'm only saying this because of what I just said that I think my defense is set because I really like this guy, uh, is Willie Gay. Willie Gay has come in. Um, it, you know, he didn't play at the beginning of the season. I he was I was really high on him last year. I think I drafted him. Uh, but Willie Gay has come in this year and put up uh, 8.5 and 14.5 in, in consecutive weeks um, after doing a two and point five. Um, I, I know it's not sexy playing that outside linebacker for uh, the Chiefs, but uh, yeah, he's looked a lot better. He's it looks like he's figured it out. If you're watching this games, uh, can't see his defense is dog shit. It's terrible. He's going to get a lot more chances uh, to get out there and make some plays. So I like Willie Gay. Uh, I tried to move some of my defense around so I could fit Willie Gay in. Just not happening. So take my advice. Don't take my advice. Willie Gay. That's it, Scott. Thanks for getting together on a Saturday. It is beautiful outside, so I suggest you go outside and and get some fresh air today. But uh, good luck tomorrow against FUPA. Hope you have a good game. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Oh, good luck against the professor. And uh, I always enjoy doing this podcast. I'm glad we we're able to get together. It is yep. cool. We'll try to be on time this next week, guys. I uh, hope you guys have a good Sunday, good weekend, and we'll see you next week. See you.
lost count of sheep My mind is racing faster every minute What could I do more?